Good morning, everyone. My name is Jonathan Alked, and today is Practice Success Podcast. Um, and I have a special guest. Uh, today, we're going to talk about money um, and marriage and how can you avoid um, being divorced because of money problems. So Dan is an expert in that. And um, yeah, please help me welcome Dan Hintz. Dan Hintz, you there? Yes, I'm here, Jonathan. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, Dan, can you um, give us a little bit of background of yourself before we get started? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm Dan Hines, and I'm a financial coach, and I help couples uh, unite, not fight over their money, whether you want to crush debt faster, buy a house sooner, or you just want to get on the same page. And I've been doing that for about seven years now. Um, I've got a YouTube channel that I'm growing slowly, little by little. And you know, we were just talking before we went on the air about a podcast, and I definitely want to get one started. I love <laughs> listening to them. I love talking to people, and I love giving advice. So I'm looking to, to get that started next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Um, podcast is some um, benefited me so much, not just, um, like just talking and, um, giving value to people. It's just, it gets, it's a lot of connection to it. And the, the guests just like you right here right now. And, um, you no, know, some of the benefits is like just having that connection and having to give people reasons to come to my show or, uh, to come to me and then talk to me and without my podcast they won't be they won't be able to come to me because there's like people that are having books people that are millionaires and like wow who the hell i'm not that guy yet uh, <laughs> yet yeah but you're working <laughs> on it well and i think you know and that kind of goes with money and couples and and relationships as well is that you know it's it's important to give it's important to listen uh it's important to to be friendly you know when we're talking about money uh and a lot of times and it, and it takes consistency it takes it takes some work um unfortunately we want money to be easy we want relationships and marriage to be easy but it does take some work so it really kind of boils down to are we doing the right work or the wrong work to to get where we want to go <laughs> Oh man, so there's a lot to that, right? But I'm gonna start with my first question here, Dan, because so many, so many couples fight over money. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, pre, I'm guilty of that too myself. But you know, based on your experience, um, how can a couple prevent fighting over money? Yes, that's a good question. I mean, so my wife and I, we've been budgeting every month for years. And in fact, we're thinking about switching to quarterly budget budgeting, but that's a whole different conversation. But money for couples to master money that you really have to master three important habits is that the first habit is setting very clear goals. And I don't mean just like, hey, I want to retire or hey, let's get out of debt or we want an emergency fund. I mean, how? what is that goal and how much does it cost? It's amazing how many money fights start to dissolve when you get to the nitty gritty, like how much does this actually cost? Because if you've ever been in uh, any sort of argument or fight where you're like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what if we do this? A lot of those what ifs, it's, you know, you don't make, make any progress. You're spinning your wheels because at a certain point, you know, a couple, sometimes you're the blind leading the blind. And until you actually stop and go figure out like, this is how much this thing costs, then you can come back to your budget, you can come back to your finances and say, can we actually afford that? Or is that something we have to afford later down the road? So habit number one is that goal setting. And that's what I always start with, with my clients. Uh, but to quickly just say habit number two is tracking your money, is to say, 
can you see everything coming and going? And not necessarily a joint account. Maybe you can get some sort of app or software that helps you have everything in one place. And then that third habit is making decisions. You know where you want to go. You know what's going on. What's the next step? Not every step from here to kingdom come, just, just the next step. And if you mastered those three habits, it doesn't matter what goals come up, what, what happens in your life, because it's just a habit you keep doing over and over again, and you can handle situations as they come up. So those are, those are the three master habits that I teach my clients. Uh, these things are amazing. I mean, goals, tracking, and making decisions. Um, what I like about this is, like, it's true. As long as you're on the same page with your with your significant other, and you guys are like um, putting a, a a time to like, hey, let's let's make a goal, let's track everything, and make decision. I think couples could make it work because they're no longer fighting for money. And does this financial budget has a um, a plan for spending money like so because sometimes most couple feel bad about spending money or the girls feel bad about spending money because she doesn't know how much to spend <laughs> yeah well and it happens to us guys as well i mean it's mm. uh you know, when it comes to gender i have found anything and everything i mean there there are guys that are super savers and super spenders there are there are women that are super savers and super spenders and you know and it goes for same-sex couples as well it's just everyone's affected by money um in some way shape or form and so when it comes to you know knowing how much it's good to have some fun built into your plan. It's good to have some uh, some spending money to just like not be too rigid. Um, that's important. But uh, you know, you mentioned the same thing. Is the question then becomes how much? How much is too much fun? And so, as a coach, when I'm talking with couples, you know, that goes back to habit number one is to say, if, well, if you want to build an emergency fund and you want to save three hundred bucks a month towards that. It's you put that into your plan to say, okay, then we have the rest to spend. And if we go over that rest, you know, what happens is you spend money on something and it doesn't hurt you, it hurts your goal, it hurts your progress. And so that's where, you know, when it comes to budgeting, it's it's a roadmap. And sometimes you have to take detours, and that's absolutely okay. Really, the point of a budget and having that plan is to just figure out did we get closer or not to our goal? And if not, you know, what can we do about that? Sometimes uh, it is cutting back on spending, but sometimes it's asking for a raise. Sometimes it's starting a business. Sometimes it's, it's making more money as well. So there's, there's multiple ways to get from point A to point B. But if you don't know where you are, point A, and you don't know where you want to go, point B, it's kind of like, eh, well, now what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do next? Because it's, you know, I was talking with someone the other day about um, buying dresses. She was just talking about a friend um, who was saying, you know, she's like, you know, her and her husband fight because she keeps going out and buying dresses and buying clothes. And the husband's like, well, why do you keep buying that? And my question to him or to her is to say, well, why not? You know, what, you know, if that money, if you can have those dresses and buy that stuff and all of your other goals are going fine, have fun. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I also know that some people, especially with pandemic, is that money's a, a bit tighter right now. So it's, it's you really got to sit down and decide, here's what I want. So that way, when you spend mo money on other stuff, it actually hurts because that money's now gone and it's not going towards the goals that you actually want. Wow. Um, 
Peter, thank you for comment. Um, this is informative. I appreciate that. And it's true. This is very niche. And then like not many, like I've never seen this kind of um, like coaching before where you teach couple how to, <laughs> be, uh, but they the, the teach couple how to manage their money in, in a different way. Um, they don't teach this at school right? No. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing about when I say I'm a financial coach, I don't really talk about investments or insurance. We, there are financial advisors and financial planners uh, that, that deal with that. And it's so my financial coaching, I find that I'm like three people in one. I'm like a, a finance professor because I can teach you all the how to click all the buttons and, and help you run the numbers and all that stuff. But then number two is that I'm a bit more of a life coach as well, is to mm -hmm. help you and your partner figure out like, what is it that we actually want? And then number three, a little bit of a marriage counselor, <laughs> you know, trying to <laughs> trying to help you listen and to have productive money conversations. So, you know, the, the, the couples that come to me, it, it kind of depends their situation. Like there's, there are engaged couples that are ha a happy couple, you know, they're not fighting, but they don't know anything about money. So that's more of like the finance professor and, and the life coach to, to, to deal with them. But then there are couples where maybe they know a lot about money. They've been married for a couple decades, but they're just, they're just fighting about money. They're not really listening to each other. So then that's a little bit more of, of marriage counseling, but specifically for money. Cause some couples, you know, you're great in every other area of life, but money still happens to be a sticking point. So depending, right. yeah, so my coaching is very unique in that way is I've, I've kind of got to be three personalities in one. <laughs> Which is amazing because um, all of those helps. And especially now with the statistic is like more marriage um, do get divorced because of money problems. And yeah, so you're pretty much like saving that marriage because you're you're, you're three in one, but yeah, um, let, I'm let me... way cheaper than a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, then, uh, so if a couple's in debt, what's the best way for them to get out of debt? Ooh, that's a really good question. I, you know, I, it kind of depends on the debt that they have, uh, because when it comes to paying off debt, you want to try to attack it with either what's called the debt snowball or the debt avalanche. And so for those that don't know what that is, um, essentially what happens is let's pretend you have three credit cards and each of them have a $50 a month, uh, minimum payment. So that's 150 bucks you're paying on these three cards. Well, if you can pay off one of those credit cards, that 50 bucks a month can now go somewhere else. You can spend it on clothes or food, but what if you take that 50 and start paying the second credit card off at 100 bucks a month? And then when that one's paid off, you take that $100 that's now free and pay the third credit card off at 150 bucks a month. So that's a way that you're still only spending 150 bucks to get out of debt to get out of debt per month but it goes faster and faster. And it's the easiest way to do that. But then the question becomes, well, which one do I pick? Do, it, do, do I start with student loans? Do I start with a mortgage? Do I start with a credit card? Which one do I do first? And so the debt snowball is really cool because you want to start with the smallest debt first. Have a quick win. So emotionally, I love that. But there are people out there, and I'm sure they're listening, is that, but Dan, that's not the mathematically correct way. And you're right. The mathematic the mathematically better way is to do the debt avalanche is where you pay the highest interest rate first. Now, 
there are financial calculators out there where you can run the numbers and be like, okay, which one's better for me? The debt snowball or the debt avalanche? Which one's going to be faster? And every time I've done that for a couple, it's like within a month or two, like those two methods virtually tie almost every time. But there are outliers. There are people where one is obviously better for you than, than something else. Um, and so those are the two, that's a really easy way to just get started faster and get going faster without costing more money. Hmm. I like, um, both of them actually, but <laughs> I, I would, I would go with, um, the snowball effect and then the quick win. Um, in my perspective, I, if I was to have um, a bunch of money problems and credit cards and people I owe, I'm going to go with which one is the cheapest one and which one's the one gives me more, most headaches. So I could get out of that. I, I, could, <laughs> <laughs> I could get out of it. Right. Well, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. The, well, the, the, I think you hit the nail right on the head there is that a headache is that, you know, as we're humans and emotions are going to be part of our decisions, whether we like it or not. And so that's where when I'm talking to anyone helping them make a financial decision, I'm looking at it in three ways is not only the money but and the time, but it's also the emotion. Like which one is going to release some more stress? Because if you're a happier person, you're going to end up making better decisions down the road as well. So yeah, so sometimes even if it's the most headache, the most you're worried about, because let's say you have a family member that you owe money to and maybe they're not charging you any interest. So, you know, and maybe they're the biggest loan that you have. So both the debt snowball and the debt avalanche would say they would be last. But emotionally, maybe they should be first just so that you can get that relationship back to an even keel and and move on with your life. So it's, there are exceptions to all of these rules. <laughs> right. And the, the point is to try to pay it off. Right. And oh, yeah. um, and that's where the financial planning comes in place and then the goals and habit and making decisions. All three of those actually goes right through that. So um it always goes back to those three it's just amazing you actually yeah when did this started for you i just want to ask yeah yeah that's um so it all started for me way back just after my wife and i were married um we were still in an apartment and i'm sitting on the couch and i could see the front door because it's an apartment i could see the front door from the couch um and she walks in with these giant bags from target uh <laughs> and 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 it's not just large bags she had bought pillows or something so they're like extra full uh, and you know, she was honest to goodness. She was just trying to decorate our apartment and start our lives together. But the thought that I had was what did she buy this time? But because I want our marriage to last and I want it to last many, many, many decades, I realized I could never have that thought again. How mm. did, how can we start to talk about money so that whenever she walks in the door with a shopping bag, I just go, I, I get excited. I'd be like, Hey, what'd you buy? rather than being mad, like, what'd you buy? <laughs> which, is right. a, which is a slight difference. But if you have that thought every day, one track is a lot happier than the other track. And so, um, you know, we didn't have joint accounts. We weren't budgeting. We weren't talking about money. Uh, but, you know, in our defense, we were a brand new marriage as well. We just hadn't gotten to that, <laughs> to that mm -hmm. point yet. Um, and so we've been on an eight, nine year journey now to figure all this stuff out. And I tell you what, we have... Money is probably one of the most comfortable conversations we have on a regular basis because we've just gotten so good at it that and we're on the same page that it's it's a really comfortable part in our life. And that's what I want 
for other couple couples as well. <laughs> right. And I could see how life gets so much better, especially with your significant other. If money is not an issue at all, because, hey, I'm going to go to a store. I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. And when I get home, it's okay if I buy so much because we have a budget plan for that. And I don't feel bad buying so many stuff because yeah. hey, we have a budget plan. And that's like the emotion of that is like, hey, I'm free to buy stuff and I don't feel bad. I mean, there's so much into that. But how do you discipline a couple to follow a financial plan? This is this is what yeah. I'm asking. Yeah, this is gonna be hard because a lot of people <laughs> is like, "Hey, man, they don't even want to sit down and do this." But I, I believe that I, I like what you're teaching. So, how do you discipline them? Well, and I think so. I I think part of what we're getting at here is like, how do we stick to a budget? I mean, that's mm. kind of the question everyone's probably thinking: is how do I stick to a budget? And honestly, I believe that the point is not to stick to the budget. Um, and that might sound weird, but think about it. Like if you're trying to drive from California to New York, you can put together a plan. You can put together a roadmap. The thing is, is that you don't have to follow that roadmap perfectly to get from California to New York. You know, you're, there's going to be storms. You're going to have to take a nap and sleep and you're, you're going to want to stop and see something on the side of the road. There's going to be detours and construction is that you don't have to follow the plan perfectly to get where you wanna go. So as a coach, when I'm coaching couples, I'm not trying to force you and control you with a budget. It's more about like, the budget is just there as a tool to figure out, did you get closer to your goal or not? That's all I really care about. If you went over budget on groceries, I don't care. If you cut out Netflix and their cable bill and you saved some money, I almost really don't care. What I really care about is, did that action affect your goal and what you really want or not. Uh, because, you know, I think a lot of couples and people, individuals put together a budget and they're like, okay, I need to save, but they don't want to save. <laughs> you know, they're doing it because they should. And the word should is, it can be a very toxic word because that is assuming there's some right way and then you're doing it the wrong way. And then that causes guilt and it, and it leads to shame. And so when I'm talking with a couple, the like I said, the first habit is setting a goal. I want to know what it is that you want as an individual, but then you as a couple, as a family, what is what it is that you want. And if you want that more than a new dress or a new car or a new video game or, or something, then you're going to love spending money on it. You're going to enjoy investing money because it's what you actually really want. So it's less about the discipline to stick to a budget and more about uh, finding that deep, deep want. And when it's really strong, then it gets really easy to, to say no to other stuff because you're saying yes to something you really want. So um, as far as the discipline goes, I don't yell at anyone. I don't call anyone stupid or irresponsible. The budget is just there as a like, okay, it's, it's a map. Like, okay, you went off course, that's cool. What are we gonna do next month to get back on course? And do you still want that destination or did that change? <laughs> so oh. so it's, a, it's a whole conversation where, you know, I don't, the goal is not to stick to a budget. The goal is to get closer to your goal. 
And usually sticking to the budget helps with that, but it's not, it's not the end all be all. My wife and I have been budgeting every month for eight or nine years. So we've put together a hundred budgets and had a hundred or more budget meetings. And we've almost never stuck to our budget. There's always some place where we went over, but then there's usually some place we went under. So in the end, it, it, it cancels out and we get closer to our goals. And that's that's the whole point. So um, as far as discipline, it, uh, it comes down to motivation and, and finding that true deep want, what it is that you want for your life. And that helps out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so like finding what you want and go reverse. And then like, uh, man, there's so much into this. Uh, and I really lo I love the way it goes, like the goals, the tracking and the decision making. It always goes back to that. And if you are, um, you messed up, just like you said, you could always <laughs> adjust and go back to it. Um, but the discipline of actually just sitting down and then um, figuring it out and how to budget is mm -hmm. like, I think that's like the most the 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 most challenge part because once you yeah. do it and you don't you do it consistently just like what you're doing with your wife um it becomes easier and it becomes a lot better and but let me um ask you this how can a, uh, a couple start with this um on their own can, do they segment their debt and stuff like that or is there like a pro, um like some kind of um tactic or hack that they'll, they'll be able to sit down and do this from their home. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, if you go to adultingwithmoney.com, I've got a free uh, a free thing that you can download. It's called mm. Couples Crushing Debt. And so it's a, it's a six-step uh, process that I put all of my clients through. So you can download that and get started right away. It talks about like how to have the conversation and what apps you can use. And we talk about the debt snowball and the debt avalanche and where that free calculator is. So that's a really good way to get started. Um, but in the end, you know, the, the key is that consistency beats perfection is that it's okay to start small and it's okay to, to, get off the path or fall off the wagon once in a while because you're human. It's going to happen. Focus on getting back on the wagon. Focus on keep having those conversations. But they don't also, one book I read a while ago is called Radical Candor. And one amazing piece of advice from that is that, you know, a lot of times when we're in business or, or we're working with teams, we get upset about the meetings because they don't go how we plan. And that's because there's some people that want to brainstorm and just like try ideas and talk about stuff. And then there's people who want to make a decision. They want to make a decision. They want to move forward. And oftentimes, because those two groups don't have the same goal for that meeting, then everyone's upset. So mm -hmm. when you start to talk about money, it's okay to just sit down and just dream and like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And then like a week later, you know, gather information and then make a decision. You don't have to brainstorm and then make a decision every single meeting. It can take multiple times, multiple meetings. They can be short. They don't have to be long. Uh, they can be long if you want them to be, but it's, it's going to be a process. And it's, and if you find that it's hard, it's not because you're stupid. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're irresponsible. You're just new. Like it's just, you know, if you're new to running, you're not going to be able to run a marathon your first day. If you're, if you're new to, you know, shaving, you know, you're going to learn some stuff. You're going to cut yourself or, you know, it's, it, everything is a learning process. So don't get too upset that it's hard in the beginning. 
is because it's new. Starting a podcast, there's a lot of stuff to learn, <laughs> a lot of technology to figure out. But the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And I can tell you from experience that if you do it for years, then you get really good at it. Uh, but it, right. it, does, it does take some time. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Sometimes you get lost at the beginning. You don't know what to do at all. But yeah. that, that small thing that you, um, that, that decision actually is the first step. The, the decision, hey, I'm actually going to do this no matter what. And the financial financial plan and I'm going to I'm just going to get started. Yeah. And that's a huge step that making that decision is a huge step. Um, one, uh, one last thing before I let you go, Dan. Sure. Because I know you touch on this. However, I want I want to clarify if there were to a couple work with you, what's the end result you want for them? Oh, that's a wonderful question. I mean, the end result that I want for them is to start to master those three habits is that they're, they get better and good at creating a goal and having a place to see all their money and to make decisions together. Now, the specific goal as far as like getting out of debt or an emergency fund or saving more for retirement, that's up to the couple. That's I'm going to pull that out of them. You know, mm. it's I want to basically find out what it is that you want and then help you figure out how to go get it and and what habits to develop to go get it because you know if we're going to be working together for 3 or 4 or 6 months you know eventually I want you to graduate I want you to go out and and be a happy couple on your own I don't want to be in your lives forever and so it's it's to teach you those skills so that way, no matter what goal happens, whatever happens in life, you as a couple have become a team and that you're on the same page. And then you together, you have that skills, those skills to unite rather than to fight over money. Ah, oh, man, that's like the best thing. Right. And yeah, I'm going to end it with that. Then um, uh, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? Because. What you do is so important for couples, especially, um, you know, for money part. And again, people, if you guys don't notice, if you're fighting about money, yeah, just do the contact Dan or some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, where can they find you? Um, head to my website, adultingwithmoney.com. Uh, you can get that freebie and then you get on my email list and then you can email me and ask me questions. Um, but also, uh, you can go to YouTube, just look for adulting with money or Dan Hines. I, I'm the first thing that pops up, um, and check out my videos. And honestly, the best videos that I will ever make come from questions that people ask. I want to give you what you want. I want to give you the information that you need. So be sure to leave a comment, ask a question. I'm not so popular on YouTube. I still read the comments and I still respond. So definitely come check me out. And I'm, I can't wait to help you out. <laughs> oh man, Dan, I can't wait for your podcast. I think um, it is going to be happening. People will come in, ask you questions because they've been fighting with money and then you could answer all of those questions live, mm -hmm. which is, it, which is going to be coming soon guys, 2021. So That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Dan. Thank you guys for joining us. And yeah, that's it from us. And uh, we'll see you guys some other time. Bye.